Fear is an illusion. The only thing real in this life is love. Jealousy, staying preoccupied in the past, fear, ego, pain. This is an illusion. The only thing that is real, the only truth in this mortal life is the pure essence of love. Love is light. Love is joy. Love is enlightenment. Love is truth. Love is here now. Hello, my loves. Welcome to Sex and Psychology. I am your host, Lauren Cluddy. Thanks for tuning in. I know it had been a minute yesterday. I recorded something. Um, 20 minutes or so is kind of where I'm aiming to keep these episodes at, unless it is an interview, of course, then I would probably like to keep it under an hour or so, but I'm trying to find somewhat of a structure because I'm really into this whole podcasting thing and I promised myself I'm going to be consistent and stick with this for at least a year because I have a tendency to get into new projects. I have so many ideas running through my brain. Like I want to make an EP album. I want to make a documentary, my third book, and then I will start it and I'll get so defeated and kind of not trust the process and then give up on myself. And it was so inspiring to me when I hear about the creator of Amazon. Don't remember his name at this moment, but his story is very inspiring to me because he had this idea where he saw this vision for himself and his life and he pursued his mission. He pursued his soul's purpose and path that he felt he had to go down and everyone around him didn't believe in him. He wasn't supported, but he stuck with it for years and years and years. And I think that's so relevant when you're starting a business or an entrepreneur or just a creator of some kind, whether it's art or music or writing, is you see this big picture for yourself. But it's frustrating when the overnight success like TikTokers they get millions of followers and people want to listen to them and hear what they have to say and then there's these creative minds that want to change the world and help the world and it takes time to build because as a society i think americans are addicted to drama that's why we tune into the stepwives or um i don't know the bachelorette and the kardashians and We kind of have an external focus, and then when someone talks about something hard like therapy or child abuse, sexual assault, like everyone kind of turns a blind eye because it's so uncomfortable and somewhat depressing, if I dare say. So these things take time, is what I'm trying to say. No matter what your vision is, no matter what the end goal is for yourself, stick with it, stay consistent, and believe in yourself. Only you know the right direction to take your life. And just because other people don't believe in you or you're feeling discouraged and frustrated because you're not seeing instant results, release the immediate gratification. As an American, I can 100% say that we are conditioned for instant gratification. That's why, as I was saying in my last podcast, so many millennials and young people, 20-somethings, this day and age, this era of adolescents and teenagers and young adults, 
We normally have sex or seek relationships because we are lonely as fuck and it's a way to distract ourselves. I see it all the time with my close friends. I tell them, you know, take a break, focus on yourself. But, you know, we have five different dating apps on our phones and it's easy to be like, oh, I am working on myself. You know, I'm just doing that when I'm bored or on the side. I'm not taking it seriously. You can't fully concentrate and focus on bettering yourself if you're so addicted to the notifications, to the likes, to the comments. When you move inward, everything will unfold outwardly. And this brings me to my first point. I don't 100% know what I want to talk about today. I'm just going to kind of wing it. I have like 50 different ideas uh, cultivating in this brain of mine. I want to talk a little bit about spiritual awakening when it comes to healing from trauma. I would say, and this is kind of a leap for me, but many of us get the call to enlightenment, but few of us kind of pursue that call, follow through with it. And it's it's very interesting because as I was taking a walk today, I thought about my ex-boyfriend who was very abusive to me and I just felt so much compassion and like happiness. And it was very strange because normally when I think about this person, I felt despair and anger and not only resentment towards him, but towards myself. And I've been following A Course in Miracles this last week. I started diving into it, like really diving into it. And I want to devote the rest of my life to becoming as much of a authentic, sincere, genuine, kind, empathetic, loving, enlightened person. And when we look at the word enlightenment, it really means seekers of knowledge, of truth. And in that moment that I thought about my ex-boyfriend who was abusive and abused me sexually, physically, mentally, I felt nothing but love. And I pictured him surrounded in this bright white light. And I think it was my higher self that said to me, I no longer have the space in my heart to hate you. I no longer have the energy or the willingness to hate you. Because when we don't forgive someone, when we hate someone, we're full of anger and upset. It takes so much out of us. And it really, if we're talking in law of attraction terms, it really lowers our vibration immensely. I thought to myself, the only thing left is love. And this is what A Course in Miracles speaks to. It says that everything that's low vibrational, fear, ego, guilt, shame, that's not real. That's an illusion. It's a hallucination. The past is an illusion. It's a mirage. It doesn't exist anymore. So how could I be so consumed with something that's not even real? The only things real and true in this life is love, is light, is joy, is pure essence, forgiveness. Those are real. And the past no longer exists, but the present does. The present is the only moment we have. So are we going to stay harboring and being, um, what's the word I'm searching for? Being so persistent about fixing our past or worrying about the future, or are we going to live in the here and now? Because that is really all that exists. 
And it took me forever to forgive this person and it's still something I have to work on. I think in the spiritual community, a lot of us feel not good enough because we can't forgive certain people. Whether it's a parent, an ex-partner, ourselves, whomever, a bully. We feel like we're failing because we know we should forgive, but we can't bring ourselves to do it. It's been five years since I've met my ex-boyfriend, and I can honestly say that it wasn't until this year that I really felt like I'd come to terms with what had happened. When it comes to abusive people, they rarely apologize. We hardly ever get closure. Because if they do apologize, it's usually not coming from a wholehearted place. It's coming from, at least in my experience, I say I'm sorry so I can get get you back or get something from you. It's coming from an ego-driven place of keeping score. Forgiveness needs to come from within, not from without. We can't wait until the person realizes what they did. They most likely never will. And this is where I believe that past lives come into play. So this is my hypothesis about past lives. I have a very old soul and I've realized that the people that I click with most also have very old, highly sensitive souls, very full of wisdom and maturity. And it's interesting because my boyfriend, Nick, he is an old soul. And I think that that's why we were so destined to meet. Older souls, it's not an inferiority, superiority thing at all. I'm not saying that old souls are better than people that aren't conscious, but the people that are conscious and enlightened, quote unquote, woke, these people have lived many lives. And legend has it that when you are good at something, when something is a talent, it comes naturally and easily to you, effortlessly. For me, it would be writing. It's because you have achieved and conquered it in a past life. So people that are kind, that perhaps are spiritual, that walk a conscious path towards truth, these people have lived many, many lives and they're closer to going home once their physical body passes on. The people that are full of hate, anger, abusive, people that are immature, easily angered, jealous, the people that are toxic and dysfunctional. We can all be toxic, but that's for another show. These people, their soul is new, so they don't know any better. It's it's not an excuse like, oh, Jeffrey Epstein, he was a new soul, so what he did was acceptable. No, but we can't be judgmental. It's so easy to judge other people's lives without really looking at ourselves and realizing You know, that person has been me. That's probably been me in a past life. But when you know better, you do better. But until you know better, you won't do better. And this is why our soul comes into this world with lessons that it needs to learn. With heartbreak and success, it all ebbs and flows because it is our soul's journey. So it's about reparenting ourselves, yes, but also knowing that we choose our path. My, cho- my soul chose my life. My life, at least this life, has been full of anxiety, of depression, of mental illness. Because an easy life, if I would have been born into riches and fame, my soul didn't want that. Yeah, that would have been an easier path. 
Would I have had less adversity? Yes. But would I be as conscious as I am now? No. So we need to realize that there's nothing coincidental in life. Nothing is a mistake. Nothing is an accident. And this is how I came to this sense of enlightenment that I'm really feeling boiling and brewing in my soul. This is my take on it. And I'm just sharing my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. This is all my inner belief. And you can choose to run with it or you could choose to release it. I believe that my soul chose this life. I believe your soul chose your life. We choose our parents. We choose our physical form, our body. We choose our life experiences. We choose when we are ready to die. And this might cause some controversy and anger within people. I don't believe anyone dies by accident. And I know a lot of people may not agree with this. The three-year-old son or daughter that we had that got sick and cancer. I'm not saying it's their fault at all. It's, it's never our, our past karmic ties that we bring into this life. It could be, I'm not God, so I can't say. My dad that died at 50, I was so full of anger and angst. But today I believe that was his time to go. We go when we are ready to go. And just because our soul dies young in this life, perhaps, it does, our next life we could live to 110. But we all come here with a divine purpose, a divine mission. And once our soul feels like it's fulfilled that mission, that's when we pass on. And I believe if we have any karmic ties or things we haven't accomplished, missions we haven't learned, I personally believe that we will be reborn. Call this reincarnation or whatever. Until our soul fulfills its mission, I believe we will keep manifesting this physical experience, this mortal life. When our soul feels like its purpose and the lessons have been achieved, that's when I personally believe we move on to the other side and our soul stays in that plane of love and light and goodness and freedom and liberation. And this is my, again, my personal beliefs, but when it comes to enlightenment, spiritual awakening, we have to not be judgmental with ourselves or others. We have to realize that forgiveness comes from within And anything that is outside of us is temporary, it's fleeting. But our spirit, our love, our heart, our soul, that is eternal. And I just want to touch on this, that, you know, I've seen a lot of bad things happen in my life. And I have to just trust that everything is for my highest good. God knows what is for our highest good, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. They know. Our, our, our mortal mind, our ego, it can only comprehend so much. There is so much more to this life than we can see physically, that we can comprehend. Because although we are in this human body, in this physical realm existence for now, we have to believe in what we cannot see. And that's where trust comes into play. That's where love comes into play. That's where non-judgment, acceptance, non-violence, ahimsa comes into play if you study yoga, yogic traditions. So I, let me see how long this has been going on. 14 minutes, I think that's a fair enough amount of time. But lastly, I I wanted someone pose me a question, and this will be my last final point here. Someone messaged me, and they were like, Lauren, 
do you think you could eat meat and, and be spiritual? And I found this really interesting, especially during Thanksgiving. This was when it was Thanksgiving time last week when someone sent me this question. I was like, that's a really good question. And since I am not the almighty knowing, I'm not Jesus, I'm not Buddha, I'm not Gandhi, I can't speak for all, but I can speak for myself. So for me personally, I choose to eat a plant-based diet. I believe that a whole foods diet is the not the best diet for everyone because we're all so unique, but for me. And this is where our past lives come into play. I'm not necessarily saying people that eat meat have younger souls because they haven't learned, but I'm just saying that people that seek truth and nonviolence and are very in touch with empathy and compassion would probably choose to not eat meat. But that's, again, take it or leave it. What I say is only true for me. It's not true for all of humanity. It's not the collective truth. I love animals. And I found that when I was being trained to be a yoga teacher, they also suggested to eliminate meat from the diet because raw foods, whole foods, plant-based foods, foods that come from the earth, those are the foods that our ancestors ate that are nutrient dense and rich and best for our blood for our bodies now the nutrition world i you know i have my associates in dietary science i know a little bit about nutrition i'm not gonna lie i probably know more than the average person i've also someone that has been very unconscious when it comes to diets as i had bulimia and eating disorder for 10 years so i'm not coming from a place of all knowing and acting like i know everything the diet world is ever-changing, it's ever-growing, it's always controversial because what works for one body might not work for another body. I believe when we really have immense empathy and compassion for all beings, when we respect all beings, we realize that humans are not at the top of the fucking food chain. That, <laughs> excuse my French, that really pisses me off when people say animals were placed here for humans to eat that is the most entitled thing that someone could possibly say because we think that we are the center of the earth we cannot function without the trees we cannot function without plants the sun the moon the ocean without animals without insects when we're coming from this high and mighty entitled place we think that everything on this physical earth is to fulfill our needs when you choose to eat animals you have negative low vibrations inside of your body this is what i was taught and this is what i choose to believe animals are killed especially in america when their last breaths they know they're gonna die animals are very intuitive they have so much fear and pain in their body when we choose to eat raw rotting a carcass flesh from a suffering animal that in its last moments experienced pain and trauma, that trauma becomes locked into ourselves. We are everything we choose to ingest. We are everything we choose to drink, watch, listen to, eat. And this is what I choose to believe that I would rather fill my body with life, with life giving foods, with living foods rather than dead, a dead animal, rotting flesh, a carcass trauma, fear, being punished. When you ingest an animal, 
that is what you are putting into your cells. And your body is so wise. So I would rather fill my body with living, life-giving foods, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains like quinoa and sweet potatoes. And a lot of people will say, well, don't, grass has feelings, grass is living. I'm not here to negotiate. I'm not arguing with anyone. This is my personal opinion. This is the way I choose to live. I choose to live with love and empathy and try to put light into my body. And I'm not the believer that you should force your opinions on other people. It really grinded my gears when I worked at a health food store and the people that were so pushy about whether it was their paleo, keto, vegan lifestyle, thinking there is one right way and that if you don't choose to live that way that you are bad. That's not conscious, that's not enlightened. If someone is not ready to convert to a plant-based vegetarian or vegan lifestyle in this lifetime, that is their prerogative. They have free will, that is their choice. You cannot force someone when they are not ready. When the learner is ready, the teacher will appear. I believe that's somewhat of the saying, but that's what I choose. So yes, I believe you could still be spiritual and eat meat. I also believe you can be spiritual and not eat meat. It really depends on what state of mind you're coming from and where you are at in your life. There's not one set way to be spiritual and anyone that tells you that is probably coming from fear and not love. And I want to let you know that whether you eat meat, whether you don't eat meat, I love you, I accept you, and I hope that you love and I hope that you accept yourself. Find the best way of living that resonates with you. We're all unique. We're not meant to be the same. We're all individual and we have to respect others' free will, others' individuality. I think what being spiritual means to me might not be what spiritual means to someone else, and that's okay. But you have to come from it from a place of acceptance and love and patience with yourself and others. I wasn't born vegan. I wasn't born vegetarian. It took trial and error and learning to listen to my body. And I hope you learn to listen to yours. So I'm going to wrap up here before I go down a whole nother path. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's a little different. Um, Been just really feeling this push to talk more about spirituality and self-development, self-growth, and self-help. And I'm just sharing my experiences, what's worked for me, what doesn't work for me. And I hope you do the same. So if I leave you with anything today is to honor yourself, tune inward, and everything outward will fall into place. Love you guys so much. Take care and stay conscious.